This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by two great leaders from Wakeman Health and Hospitals. We're joined today by Dr. Chuck Haar, who serves as Chief Medical Officer at Wakemed, uh, and John Peterson, who serves as the Business Manager, Surgical Services at Wakemed Health and Hospitals. We're going to talk about business and clinical issues relating to operating room management and improving care delivery systems. Thrilled to get a chance to visit with Dr. Haar and John today. Before we get started, Dr. Haar, let me ask you to start. Can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about your background and the work you do at WakeMed. And then John Peterson, uh, I'll ask you to do the same thing. Chuck? So a real privilege to be here today. Uh, my name is Chuck Haar. I, am, I trained at Wake Forest in Winston-Salem. Uh, I had a dual career, both the United States Navy and the Reserve Forces, and also as a private cardiovascular and thoracic surgeon uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, before coming here. Um, it, was, it was an interesting combination because obviously I could concentrate on clinical medicine, but within the military, I ended up as the medical officer of the Marine Corps. So we had to provide care to 183,000 Marines and their affiliated naval personnel during um, our activities in Afghanistan. So became very focused on people and processes and how you make things work in both austere environments and also in a high pressure environment. So, so what an amazing, amazing background. And, and so many people in the armed services say positive and negative things about the other branches of the, of the services. And, and you, let, let me ask you this question before we go further. Are the Marines the toughest of, of all the services? That is without doubt. And I don't care what the Green Berets or any of those other folks in the Army say. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, and, and John, let me ask you to tell us about your background and, and what you do at WakeMed. Uh, yes, sir. I'm, my background is in finance and accounting in my degrees. And I have been with WakeMed Health and Hospitals for over 21 years. I first started off in the corporate finance world with the facility uh, in their corporate finance structure. Uh, I was in cash management, as well as managing the corporate uh, long range financial planning and budgeting processes for the facilities. I then wanted to get more in touch with patient care. And so I ended up in business management and sur surgical services. So my teams support all of the clinical providers for all the patients that we provide care for on a daily basis. And I'm really excited to be able to do that as a part of my professional career. Well, well fantastic. And I'll each ask each of you questions and ask you to, one of you will start, one of you will probably weigh in as well and just enjoy yourself. So talk about the operating room. Obviously a critical piece of the healthcare enterprise with implications for clinical care, patient experience and financial performance. What trends have you identified, and, and what are you working to improve on our efficiency at WakeMed? Uh, Dr. Howard, do you want to start there and I'll ask John to weigh in, and the next question, I'll, I'll, I'll go the other direction to start with? Absolutely. So when I came in 2016, one of the toughest questions I was asked was, can you improve the efficiency of the operating room schedule? And that was by the surgeons. The younger one said, our, our older partners you know, they start whenever they want to. I can't get on until after that. I don't get home to see my families, uh, et cetera, et cetera. The operating room is our biggest revenue source. It's also 
an operating environment that I've, as a heart surgeon, have had to work in now for years. So having that efficient, it was both personal as well as professional, uh, a professional requirement. As we looked to do change, our physicians all respond better to data than to anything else. So we really looked at how do we get our cases started on time on a reliable manner and how do we report back if we're not doing that? How do we utilize data that we can capture to explain to people why they're not starting on time? And then during the day, how do we try to keep our rooms running throughout the day so we don't just have a big bolus at start times at 0730 and end times between three and seven? So that was the charge from from the surgeons and obviously the administrative team was looking for that too, because every time we have a room not operating, both the hospital is losing money and our anesthesia team is losing money. It, in, in terms of just really improving efficiency, John, anything else you want to add in there? And then, then we'll talk about why did WakeMed go the direction of a third-party vendor in, in terms of building out sort of the OR management program and logistics and so forth versus doing it in-house. But, but John, before we get there, any thoughts you wanted to add on the need to improve operating room efficiency? One of the key pieces that Dr. Har has mentioned is data and data reliability and believability and then having the transparency for the data source going to everyone who needs access to that data, both administration, as well as operating room leadership, as well as the surgeons, so that they own their data and have that ability to see how they're performing and to know what is going on. That was really key in being able to bring all of our partners to the table to be able to have that conversation, which was oh so critical, so that we were not wasting resources. You know, we have staffing resource constraints, we have equipment constraints, the room availability constraints. So we were all trying to bring all the, the people and processes together at the same time to be able to be more efficient. And that first piece really is data. So that's why we're really excited and honed in on that. And LeanTOS was able to provide that visibility much more readily available than just keeping it in-house. And talk about that further. You chose to invest in a third-party system with Lean Toss. Why that versus in-house? You talked about some of the sort of the, the quickness and, and the ability to get it going. Dr. Har or John, either you guys went on further on why you chose not to build the same system in-house and how difficult that might have been. Well, we have an EPIC first policy. So as we started this, we looked at EPIC to see if we can do that. And anybody who uses EPIC, it has some really great qualities. Um, and everybody who has EPIC has invested a lot of money in that. But what we found was that the analytical capabilities of EPIC are very limited. We are a community hospital, so we don't have a, dot, a, a large data analytics um, department associated with IT. We are also in the Research Triangle Park area, so trying to hire analytics personnel is very hard. They go to Apple or Google or um, Amazon, any of the folks around who pay more than a hospital system does. We, we found when we talked with LeanTOS, number one, they understood our clinical problems. Sometimes we didn't 
describe them exactly the way a data analyst would need to describe to them. They understood our clinical problems, and then they had the data analysis to help us come up with a um, with a solution that we could then explain to our providers uh, and our staff in such a way that that they found them believable. John, well, that that really is the focal point is ensuring that we had the ability to inexpensively, uh, relatively speaking, be able to provide the information to all the key stakeholders who are at the table. And doing it in-house would have been absolutely possible. It would have been more expensive, more arduous. Uh, and having a partner that understands our challenges, both from a data perspective as well as a clinical operations perspective, to be able to help bridge those gaps very quickly and to be able to bring us uh, on board with this system that right out of the box was very functionable and gave us the information that we needed right away. That was extremely helpful. We're glad that, that LeanTOS was able to provide that. And I will add that we were ambitious uh, and had bigger goals in this, the operating room. Um, I've lived off of patients coming from the cath lab and we were looking at, we had horrible inefficiencies in our catheterization laboratory. Uh, our endoscopy suite, we had things to do, even though it's included in surgical services. Uh, and in our early discussions, Lean Toss said, well, we've not done that, but they demonstrated a willingness to help us spread out into those areas so that now all of our procedural areas have Lean Toss monitoring and running their schedules. Thank you. And, and take a moment on two different issues. Success stories that you've seen so far in using this method of managing operating rooms, and also how does real-time visibility into all our status and performance metrics benefit surgeons and staff? Success stories and what feedback are you seeing and how does it help? So I'll talk about it from the surgeon standpoint and then John can talk about it from the staff. For the surgeons, what they really like is control and visibility. Uh, with Lean Toss, they can go in, they can see what the numbers are. We share the dashboards on a daily basis. They can go in and look. Also, once a month in our Surgical Services Executive Committee, uh, we discuss our on-time starts and we discuss uh, why people were late. We actually made a tiered system. We have a Lean Toss tells us the surgeon has to be through with all, all of their responsibilities by 0715. Then we have the pre-op area and anesthesia on the hook from 0715 to 0730. So that it's never just the surgeons, although when we began two thirds of the time, it was the surgeons who were late. We also had difficulties in our pre-op area. And I will tell you, we had to replace the, our supervisor in pre-op. We replaced several nurses. There've been people who haven't gotten our wake share, which is a, revenue sharing thing at the end of the year because of their performance doing these things. And it's built into our anesthesia contract. If they don't have the wheels in the room by 0730, then that counts against um, there's money set aside that they have to meet that performance metric. Our surgeons, and some of them are very savvy, most of them are not, can go in and see the schedule. And if they have a time when they want to do a case, they can go ahead and post their cases. That gives them control that they didn't have before. So I think, number one, 
seeing the numbers, and number two, having some control uh, over open time uh, really is a big satisfier for them. And that open time really, the visibility into open time gave our, our community physician partners the ability to see what was available when they could make case requests and to build, be able to fill in those open spaces during the day that we naturally had previously. So we had the staffing and we were prepared to go, but sometimes we just didn't have a case. So the open time visibility availability through IQ was very, very helpful and instrumental in, in increasing our case volume in a limited resource area so that we were able to take care of more patients more timely and avoid things like staff overtime and having other um, or losing case volume to other providers and locations within our, our geographical location. So it was a, instrumental in being able to provide that additional availability for our, our non-employed surgeon partners in the community. Thank you. Let me ask you both this question, and either one of you could take the lead on it. What advice would you give to healthcare and hospital leaders who are looking to leverage technology to improve OR efficiency? What do you sort of see there? And I do want to come back to what success stories you're seeing so far as well. But what advice would you give to health system and hospital leaders, OR leaders, on improving OR efficiency and using technology to do it? So I'll start from the it's all about your shareholder, and your shareholder in this case is your surgeon. You, we can never legislate. Uh, we can set guidelines so that people know what the boundaries are and what they're responsible for and all, but you have to give them a role in managing um, and, and getting to those guidelines and, and having visibility uh, as to how they're performing. Most of the things that we accomplished after they complained that I was a tyrant and how could I dare say you have to start at 7.30 because if, if they wanted to use their block time and they didn't want to start at 7.30, we'd put another case in front of them and they'd have to follow that case. So there are some tyrannical things that you do, but in the end, they can see why we made the decisions we did. Uh, so I think it's remembering that it's people and processes that are 90% of your problem. And the technology like Lean Toss gives you an accurate tool uh, that folks can look under the hood and see what's going on. Um, and, and they know that we can't, we can't fabricate it or change it or any of those kinds of things. It's like being time-stamped in Epic. Once you put it in, it's there. John, any thoughts you'd like to share there as well on advice you'd give to health, hospital and health system leaders on you know, Lean Toss or operating efficiency technology, any thoughts there? One of the other pieces to all this is ensuring that your people and your assets are being utilized in as an efficient method as possible. Uh, we know that staffing is tight across the country. We know that capital dollars for most organizations are extremely tight. So in ensuring that what you have available to be able to take care of the patients you need to take care of are available and being able to utilize them in the most efficient manner possible is really key. Uh, we know that uh, staffing, staff have opportunities to go elsewhere. So you wanna make sure that they're actively engaged throughout the day. 
that their time's not being wasted, that they're not being flexed off if you don't have cases, so that they are able to achieve their own personal goals in their lives with their professional careers. So having that in addition to ensuring that our customers and the physicians are satisfied is absolutely what we want to make sure that we're doing on a daily basis. And the IQ for Operating Rooms product gives that ability for us to report on OR efficiencies, those KPIs, the key performance indicators on a daily basis that we need to, to see, and then share that with our physician leadership, our administrative leadership, so that we can make decisions to go forward and continue to improve. Because ultimately, we are all human. We all can improve. And at the end of the day, that's all we're, we're really trying to do is to help patients and continue to improve and to provide that access to our community. And I would add one other stakeholder. I said the surgeons were our stakeholders. Increasingly, because of the cost of anesthesia, that they have to be our partner. Um, and as we look at maintaining anesthesia services, things are moving outside the operating room. They're, you know, we're going to MRI, we're going to our EP rooms, we're going to some of the interventional stroke and cardiac procedures. So being able to manage being able to keep those anesthesia assets, which are so highly priced, always in use during the day. Our group is an independent group. They make what they bill. Obviously, we supplement some, but to keep that supplementation to a reasonable cost, we have to make sure that they're generating all the revenue they can, they can from the schedule um, that we're running that day. No, thank you very much. I mean, tremendous supply demand issues, shortages of anesthesia coverage throughout the country. And I think your point on that is so well taken as well. Give us a moment on success stories so far. Just if you could point that out and how this has worked and a couple of success stories, that would be great. And then we'll ask you for closing thoughts as well. So, so John can tell this story because John is the one who engineers this. I'm just the guy that carries the hammer sometimes. Uh, but when we started our on-time starts in the operating room, we're probably about 60%. We now pretty consistently run 90 to 93%. Um, and and we, we call folks, once we get, we get those statistics every day, they go out to key leaders every day. Uh, we call folks and do that. When we moved it to our endoscopy suite, about 30% of the time we were starting on time. Uh, when we went to our EP suite, about 20% of the cases were starting on time. And now in most of those areas, we're running 80 to 90% in those. It was a change, a process change, but we were losing staff in our cardiac labs because they said, we have to know that we can get home and take care of our families at the time you told us we could. And if we started late, they were chronically being let go home late. So, the satisfaction that came from number one, the physicians being able to build the team and, and keep that team and get them out of there on time. Our retention of staff, because we weren't abusing them by, by going after the schedule uh, in all these areas. It's not so much, that's not as pertinent in the operating room because we have other staff coming in to relieve, um, but it's really, really important in endoscopy and in our catheterization laboratories. And John? 
And this is just one of those uh, fantastic stories of being able to align the processes with people to take care of patients in a timely fashion. And it satisfies and brings everyone uh, together to be able to do that. It improves quality of life for staffing. It improves patient satisfaction to know that the patient's gonna go to the room when they are expecting to go to the room. And at the end of the day, it makes the accountants more happy because they know that our, our assets are being well utilized and that uh, we're not gonna be coming and asking for things that are, are not appropriate in terms of supporting the surgical arena. And then on another one last point, it does continue to provide us accessibility. Being a level one trauma center as a community hospital, it ensures that we're able to take care of our mission at the end of the day so that we can take care of everyone who comes to our doors. No, thank you. Those are huge issues. Being able to start time, start on time, and the implications for staff and retention and people being able to live the rights when they want to live it, it's so important to staff, to patients, to everybody else, and, and from the accounting perspective, the business perspective, all these things are, are, are so important and so helpful. Let me ask you this. I'll start with Dr. Haar and ask John Peterson as well. Any closing thoughts to share with listeners before we sign off? Dr. Haar, let me start with you. I'll, I'll repeat a saying that our CEO said that has really resonated with me. And this was after the pandemic, that if we don't learn how to do what we do better, then we won't be doing it five years from now. Our margins are lower. The cost of labor is higher. The cost of equipment is higher. Uh, the availability of staff is lower. So we have, for the benefit of our patients, we have to innovate and we have to do things better. Uh, that's always going to center around people and processes, but you have to leverage technology in order to empower those people and processes and to figure out where you need to apply a little lever or a little nip or a little tuck. So this has been an amazing tool for us that's transformed the way that we have these discussions with our staff and with our physicians. And, and we're very grateful to Lean Toss for that. Thank you so much. And John, any closing thoughts from yourself? I, I couldn't have said it any better. Really, healthcare is about people. And the technology leverages the, us the ability to focus on people more uh, and to rely less on manual reporting or wonky definitions. We all have the same definitions. We all have the same expectations. And so that we can focus on the patient, we can focus on our partners, and we can, pay, we can focus on our staff to be able to get the job done. Thank you very much. I, I want to thank both Dr. Chuck Haar and John Peterson, both from Wake Med Health and Hospitals, for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast and just sharing some thoughts on how this Lean Toss system has really helped them to improve start times, improve operating efficiency, provide better visibility, provide better data, and really been a huge shot in the arms for, for operating management. Uh, truly helpful. Thank you, folks, very much for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. And thank you, of course, to Lean Toss, the sponsor of this episode, and to Wakeman Health, magnificent health system. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.